Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the following verses, He mentions the reaction of the true believers. What was their reaction? One was the hypocrites, those with weak faith. The true believers, Allah says, وَلَمَّا And when? رَأَى الْمُؤْمِنُونَ When the believers saw الْأَحْزَابِ The confederates, قَالُوا They said, هَذَا This is مَا what? وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ Allah promised us. وَرَسُولُهُ And His Messenger promised us. When they saw the confederates, when they saw the armies coming, the true believers, what was their reaction? This is it. This is exactly what we had signed up for. وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ They said, Allah has spoken the truth. وَرَسُولُهُ And His Messenger has also spoken the truth. What was the reaction of the hypocrites? That Allah and His Messenger have promised us nothing except delusion. They lost their faith. The believers, what happened to them? They increased in their faith. وَمَا زَادَهُمْ And it did not increase them. Meaning this whole episode increased them in nothing إِلَّا except إِيمَانًا in faith وَتَسْلِيمًا and submission. This test, this trial brought them even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It increased them in their obedience to Allah. It increased them in their submission to Allah. It made them even more humble before Allah. And this is a sign that they passed the test. You see, every difficulty in life, either it's going to take us towards Allah, or it's going to take us away from Allah. If it takes us towards Allah, then that is a sign that a person has passed the test. And if a person has drifted away from Allah, he has lost his faith, weakened in his faith, then this is a sign that he has lost, he has failed in the test. We see that Anas radiallahu anhu, he said that the muhajireen and the ansar, they were digging the trench around Medina and they were carrying the earth on their backs. And they were saying, while they were digging the trench, they were saying, نَحْنُ الَّذِينَ بَايَعُوا مُحَمَّدًا عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ مَا بَقِينَا أَبَدًا They didn't express even one statement of regret. Alright? Even one word of sadness, of regret, nothing like that. What did they say? That we are the ones who have given our pledge to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for Islam as long as we live. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, that the believers, when they saw the confederates, what was their reaction? هَذَا مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِيمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا You see, the situation was the same, but people reacted differently. Why? Based on what was inside. So let's worry about what is inside, because it is going to come out. Allah says, مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Among the believers are rijalun, certain men, plural of the word rajul, who sadaqu, who were truthful. They were truthful from sidq, they were truthful to what? Ma that which ahadu, they promised. Allah, Allah, alayhi on it. Meaning whatever promises they made with Allah, at this time, they fulfilled their promises to Allah. But not everybody. Some among the believers, they fulfilled the promises, the commitments they made with Allah. Like I mentioned to you earlier, the Ansar, when they gave the bay'ah to the Prophet ﷺ, they promised that they would protect him the way they protect themselves. And at this time, 
did they not protect the Prophet ﷺ the way they would protect their own families? I mean, if you think about it, the mushrikeen of Mecca, their problem was with who? The Prophet ﷺ. It wasn't with the people of Medina. Right? So if the muhajireen wanted the locals of Medina, they could have simply told the Prophet ﷺ, you know what, it's best if you and the muhajireen leave because all of us are in danger now. But did they do that? No, they didn't. They defended them as if they were their own. They fulfilled the promise that they had made. You see, it's very easy to make commitments, to give verbal commitments. And then fulfilling them is another thing altogether. Especially at a time of difficulty. So, مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا عَهَدُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ And you see then there are commitments that we make with people, but there are those commitments that we make with Allah. Commitments that we make with people, we do fulfill them. Why? Because they're going to ask us. Right? With Allah, what happens? Allah is ghafoor rahim You know what? I can't do it, I'll do it later. Maybe. I change my mind. I'll do something else instead. But these people, they fulfilled the promises they made with Allah. They didn't change them. They didn't fail. فَمِنْهُمْ So among them is man who قَضَى نَحْبَهُ Who fulfilled his term, meaning he passed away. The word نَحْب, نُونْ حَبَى literally means to weep, to cry. Okay? It means to weep, to cry, to moan. And it's also used for death. Okay? Because when somebody dies, then what happens? What happens? Do people cry? They do, right? So, قَضَى نَحْبَهُ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ To fulfill one's vow or to pass away. Okay? So the word قَضَى نَحْبَهُ What does it mean? To die. So among them are those who have fulfilled their terms, meaning they have passed away. So at this battle of Khandaq, what happened? There were some believers who died. Amongst them was who? Sa'ad bin Mu'ad radiallahu anhu. He was from the Ansar. One of the leaders of the Ansar. Alright? And Sa'ad bin Mu'ad radiallahu anhu, he was an amazing man. And at the battle of Ahzab, what happened was that one of the mushrikeen, he shot an arrow towards the Muslims and it actually struck Sa'ad radiallahu anhu on his arm. But it was a very serious wound that caused him to bleed a lot, heavily. And the Prophet ﷺ had actually made him stay in the masjid so that the Prophet ﷺ could look after him and see him because the masjid was also like a hospital. Alright, so that's where Saad radiallahu anhu was, and eventually this is what caused him to die. So very soon after the battle of Ahzab, Saad radiallahu anhu he passed away. Alright, so many scholars they said that this ayah was about him. فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ Amongst them are those who have passed away. Saad bin Mu'ad radiallahu anhu when he passed away, and his janazah was lifted. Alright, and as it was being taken towards the graveyard the people who were carrying the body, they found it to be very, very light. Okay, Meaning, it was as if they weren't carrying anything. It was so light. And so, the hypocrites, they said, that how light his funeral is. They started, you know, criticizing a particular decision that Sa'ad had made before he passed away, regarding the Yahud of Banu Qurayla, that inshallah we will learn about. So they were criticizing it. They said, oh, this man has no value. Look how light his body is. And when the Prophet ﷺ heard about it, he said, indeed the angels were carrying him. 
because his funeral was actually attended by the angels also. His death was such that caused the arsh of Allah to be shaken. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that. Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, Allah says, فَمِنْهُ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ Yes, amongst the believers are those who have gone. They are gone. They died. They lived their lives. Their lives are over. They served in whatever way that they could. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرْ And amongst them are those who are waiting. Meaning, they're also going to die eventually. They have a few years maybe left to do something that they can do. Because none of us is staying here forever. Each and every one of us is going to die one day. So we're just waiting for our death to come. We pity those who have gone, but the reality is that our death is also coming. So those who have gone, their lives are over. Our life is going to be over soon too. And we need to think about what we are doing, what we are accomplishing, how we are serving Allah's creation, how we are serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا وَمَا أَنَّاتْ بَدَّلُوا They changed tabdila by any alteration. Meaning, the promises they made with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they didn't change those promises one bit. The commitment they made with Allah, they didn't leave anything out of that commitment. They fulfilled it to the max. They didn't change even a little bit. What happens with us is that over time, we forget even the promises that we've made. So, وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا Allah says, لِيَجْزِيَ اللَّهُ That Allah may reward. الصَّادِقِينَ The truthful ones, بِصِدْقِهِمْ Because of their truth. This was their truthfulness, that they fulfilled their promise with Allah. وَيُعَذِّبَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ And He will punish the hypocrites. إِن شَاءَ If He wants. أَوْ يَتُوبَ عَلَيْهِمْ Or He can turn to them in mercy. This is Allah's mercy. That He's even giving a hypocrites a chance to repent. If they repent... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive them. Because, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Indeed, Allah is ever forgiving and merciful. وَأَنْدْ رَدَّ اللَّهُ Allah repelled. رَا دَال دَال What does رَدْ mean? To push away. So, رَدَّ اللَّهُ Allah repelled. Who? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who had disbelieved. What is this referring to? The confederates that had come. The ahzab that had come. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them back. He repelled them. How? بِغَيْضِهِمْ With their anger. What does it mean by this? They returned with the anger that they came with. The ahzab were so angry at the Muslims when they came to Medina. They wanted revenge. They wanted to finish the Muslims. Right? But what happened? Did they accomplish anything? No. They went back home with that same anger. لَمْ يَنَالُوا خَيْرًا They did not attain anything good. Yanalu from the word nail, noon yalam, to attain. You see, when someone's angry and they want revenge, alright, and they're not able to execute that revenge, they're not able to get what they want, does that increase them in anger? Hmm? Just think about yourself. You know, if you're really angry and you want... You want to show that anger. Hmm? And you're showing that anger, but the other person's not getting it. They're just staring at you as if nothing has happened. Does that make you more mad? Yes. 
makes you even more crazy, makes you even more angry because your expressing anger didn't change a thing. So it only made you angrier. So lam yanalu khayra. And this is utter defeat. This is such a bad fail. Seriously. These people tried so hard. You know, they formed alliances. They sent word to Ghatafan. They came from Mecca. They stayed for 20 plus days. They tried so hard to harm the Muslims somehow. Could they? They couldn't. Allah says, وَكَفَى And He is sufficient. Allah, Allah is. وَكَفَى اللَّهُ And Allah is sufficient. المؤمنين for the believers. القتال in battle. Meaning even if it comes to battle, Allah is sufficient for the Muslims. So what do you think about little little trials and little little difficulties that we go through in life? Is Allah not sufficient? Allah is sufficient. أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ Is Allah not enough for His servant? What is this ayah saying? That this was such a difficult time for the Muslims, but Allah took care of the Muslims. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ قَوِيًّا Allah is قَوِي قَوِي Strong, Aziza, Exalted in might. So realize who your Lord is. Recognize the one whom you're taking refuge in. Whom you are seeking protection with. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ قَوِيًّا Aziza. The Prophet ﷺ, he made dua. During the battle of Ahzab, he said, "Allahumma munzil al-kitab, sari' al-hisab, ihzim al-ahzab. Allahumma hzimhum, wazalzilhum. O Allah, revealer of the book, the one who will take the account very quickly. Ihzim al-ahzab, defeat these confederates. Allahumma hzimhum. O Allah, defeat them, wazalzilhum, and shake them. You see, the believers were being shaken, right? Zulzilu zilzalan shadida." And the same thing happened to the enemy. They were shaken also. So they left. Wa So this ayah, it's telling us about the conclusion of the battle of Ahzab. What was that conclusion? The enemy came with rage and left with rage. Having achieved nothing, only having suffered more loss. And we see that after the battle of Ahzab, the Prophet ﷺ said that now we're not going to remain on the defensive. Now we're going to be on the offensive. Because up until now what was happening? It was the enemy that was advancing. Right? So the Prophet ﷺ said, now the course of events is going to change completely. And that's what happened. The following year, the Prophet ﷺ, he went towards Makkah in order to perform? In order to perform the Umrah. Before this, the Muslims couldn't even think about it. Alright? They went for Umrah, they couldn't perform Umrah, the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was formed. And then the following year, the Muslims actually went inside of Makkah, they performed Umrah. Right? And then eventually that led to the conquest of Makkah. So, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ قَوِيًّا عَزِيزًا وَأَنزَلَ Now one more thing happened after the battle of Khandaq. And what was that? That another enemy of the Muslims, they were dealt with. Alright? And we have to understand the context over here. Remember that during the battle of Khandaq, there was the Jewish tribe that still lived in Medina, which was the Banu Quraidah. Right? And the Banu Qurayla, they had their alliances with the Muslims. They had their, you know, the constitution of Medina demanded them to be, to remain loyal to the Muslims, you know, loyalty for each other so that both can live in peace in the same city. But what happened? The Banu Nadir, they even approached the Banu Qurayla to turn against the Muslims. And eventually the Banu Qurayla did that. Now this was treachery. 
Alright, this was treachery. Previously what had happened was that any tribe that broke the treaty was told to leave. That happened with the Banu Nadir. Right? That happened with the Banu Qaynuqar. Now this tribe, Banu Quraidah, what did they do? By their turning against the Muslims, who is it that they really put in danger? The entire Muslim society. Right? But in particular, who is it that they put in danger? It was the women, the children, the old. In fact, they didn't just put them in danger, they actually went to attack them. Didn't they? I told you a story earlier, right? So they actually went to attack them, a whole group of them. And the Prophet ﷺ had to send 200 sahaba to go and guard the fortresses. So they actually tried to attack the Muslim children, women, and old. Right? And they had put the Muslim men in danger also. This is a whole Muslim society, they had put them in danger. Now what happened? The battle of Ahzab, as it was over, the enemies had gone, the Prophet ﷺ returned from the trench, he went home, and as he was, you know, relaxing, Jibreel came and he said, you're taking your armor off? Why? And he said, what do you mean? It's over. And he said, no, it's not over. Go there. And he pointed to the direction of where the Banu Qurayza used to live. So the Prophet ﷺ sent the Muslims over there, he went there himself, and the Banu Qurayza, they locked themselves up in their fortresses. Alright? They locked themselves in their fortresses, and the Muslims laid siege. Isn't that amazing? The Muslims were besieged, and now they were laying siege. Alright? The Banu Qurayza, they were told, surrender. Surrender. Come face to face. Let's talk about it. Instead, what did they do? They locked themselves up and they started attacking the Muslims from inside their fortresses. So there was basically a small fight over here also. Now you see how they're making the problem worse and worse and worse. Alright? They were presented different options, but that would only be if they would surrender, if they would come out, and they weren't willing to do that. A lot of negotiations, eventually, the Banu Qurayza, after a long siege, about 25 days later, they surrendered. Alright? In fact, we learned that the leader of Banu Qurayza, he told his people, right? He gave them several options. Of the options that he gave them was that, look, we know that this man is a prophet of Allah. Let's just believe and get this whole mess over with. Alright? And the people said, no way. They refused. He said, okay, let me give you another option then. Let's kill our own families so that we don't have to face the humiliation of facing the Muslims. Let's just kill them ourselves. They said, no way. He gave them many options. Alright? They refused. And like this, 25 days went by and eventually they gave up. They surrendered. Now when they surrendered, nothing had yet been decided. Alright? What happened? Certain people, they went to the Prophet ﷺ and they said that, Ya Rasulullah, be easy with them. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Would you like if Sa'ad bin Mu'adh makes a decision concerning them? He decides what should be done with these people. That should they be left? Should they stay here? Should they take their properties? Or should they, you know, just like the Banu Nadir, or should they leave their properties? Whatever should be done, would you like it if Sa'ad bin Mu'adh would make the decision for them? And everybody was very happy about that. That yes, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu. Why Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu? Because Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, he was from the tribe of Aus. And the Aus, the tribe of Aus, were allies with Banu Quraidah. Alright? They were allies with Banu Quraidah. So they said Sa'ad bin Mu'adh make the decision. So, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, remember he was injured, he was wounded, he was brought to the Banu Quraidah in order to make a decision. 
And there was no conversation that happened between Sa'ad bin Mu'ad and the Prophet ﷺ that the Prophet ﷺ told him, you must make this decision. No. It was completely by who? Sa'ad radhiallahu anhu. Sa'ad radhiallahu anhu, he said, I give my judgment that their warriors should be killed. Why? Why do you think? Because they had betrayed the Muslims and that would mean all the warriors would be killed. Right? And he said that their women and children should be taken as captives. Why? Because had they not put the Muslim women and children in danger? Had they not done that? They had done that. And that their properties be distributed. Now this was a decision made by Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu and this was carried out. Now people make a lot of noise about this till today. Right? That oh how could this be done and this was this and this was that. If you look at it, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu he actually made this decision according to the law of the Yahud. Do you see this mentioned in the Qur'an anywhere? Have we read any ayah like this in the Qur'an so far? No. And we will not read any ayah like this, any ruling like this until Surah An-Nas. Let me tell you. Alright? There is no ruling like this that exists in the Qur'an. Okay? Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu anhu made this decision and this law is where? In the Torah. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, verse 10 to 15. It says, when you approach a city to wage war against it, extend terms of peace. If it agrees to peace and welcomes you, then all the people found in it will serve you as forced laborers. But if they refuse to make peace with you and instead choose war, then attack it. The Lord your God will deliver it into your control and you must execute every male. The women, children, all the livestock in the city, and all of the spoil and plunder will belong to you. Appropriate the spoil of your enemies, which the Lord your God will give you. Do this to all the cities that are distant from you, that is, to those cities that are not in neighboring nations. So this is in, where? If you just quoted this to anybody, they would think this is from the Qur'an. This is your homework, okay? Find this verse, write it down, write the reference down. Deuteronomy 20, verse 10 to 15. Okay? And I want you to read this to a friend in school or something and ask them, do you think this is from the Quran? Deuteronomy, D-E-U-T-E-R-O-N-O-M-Y. This is what people think, that this is what the Quran is about. What I want you to understand is, this legislation is not in the Quran. Alright? But it was approved by the Prophet ﷺ. Why? Because the treachery, the betrayal was very, very serious. This was not an ordinary treachery. This was not an ordinary betrayal. This was something very, very serious. Thirdly, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh made this ruling and people chose him. It was the allies of this tribe that chose Sa'ad bin Mu'adh as the one to make a judgment over here. Alright? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says over here that وَأَنزَلَ And He brought down الَّذِينَ Those who ظَاهَرُوهُمْ They supported them. ظَاهَرُوا From ظَاهَرَ ظَاهَرَ is back and ظَاهَرَ is to assist someone. So they assisted them. Assisted who? The Ahzab, the Confederates. And who assisted the Confederates? مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ From the people of the book. Meaning the tribe of Banu 
Turaydah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them down from where? Min sayasihim, from their fortresses. Now the word sayasi is the plural of sisa. Alright? And sayasi is basically used for the horns of livestock, animals. Okay? Have you seen an oxen or a goat, even a sheep, even with horns? Right? What's the purpose of those horns? Hmm? Protection. Isn't it? Warding off anything dangerous. So, sayasi are fortresses. And that is what fortresses do also. They protect those who are inside. It's a way of taking shelter. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them down from their fortresses. They went and hid in their fortresses. And they hid for about 20 or so days. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَقَذَفَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الرُّعْبَ He cast into their hearts fear. قَذَفَ From the root letters قَاف ذَالْفَ He cast into their hearts fear. So much fear that they didn't know what to do and eventually they had to surrender. So فَرِيقًا تَقْتُلُونَ A group you killed. وَتَأْسِرُونَ فَرِيقًا And another group you took as captive. تَأْسِرُونَ From the root letters Hamza Seen. Remember Surah Al-Baqarah? وَإِن يَأْتُوكُمْ أُسَارَ تُفَادُوهُمْ If they come to you as captives, you ransom them. وَأَوْرَثَكُمْ And He caused you to inherit أَرْضَهُمْ Their land. Their land, meaning the land of the Banu Qurayla, now it fell in the hands of who? Of the people of Medina. وَدِيَارَهُمْ And also their homes, plural of the word دَعْرْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ And also their properties. Right? All of that fell in what? In the public treasury. وَأَرْضًا And Allah will also give you a land. Which land? That لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا You have not set foot upon yet. تَطَعُوهَا is from the root letters وَطَعَ هَمْزَ وَطَعَ is to trample something beneath the foot. So it's basically to walk. Okay? To walk. So لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا Meaning you have not gone there yet. This is predicting future victories. And in particular, it's referring to the land of Khaybar. Because this whole, you know, fiasco, this was a result of whose efforts? Where did all of this start from? The Banu Nadir, right? Banu Nadir are the ones who bribed the Ghatafan and who bribed the people of Makkah, who got them all together, financed them to attack the Muslims, and then also convinced the Banu Qurayla to betray the Muslims. Right? So now, the Muslims had to discipline who? They had to discipline who? The Banu Nadir. And that's what happened. In the following years, the Prophet ﷺ, he conquered the lands of Khaybar also. So that is being referred to over here. وَأَرْضًا لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا And Allah is ever over all things competent. The whole you know, section of verses, it began with what? Remember the blessing of Allah. And in the middle, all the difficulty that the Muslims experienced. And at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again mentions the results, the benefits that this difficulty brought. Because greater problems, what do they bring you? Greater victories. So don't just stay angry and hurt and upset and afraid. Don't resent the difficulty. What is it that you should celebrate? What is it that you should be happy about? The success that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought you. You know, for example, if you have a year or two of a lot of study, vigorous study, and then finally you give your exams and you get your diploma, you get your certification, what is it that you celebrate at that time? What is it that you think about? 
Oh my God, two years I've been struggling so much. Do you keep talking about your problems? No. What is it that you're happy about? The paper that you've got in your hands finally. Isn't it? So, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا Allah is able over everything. So trust your Lord. If He's going to put you in some difficulty, He's going to bring you out of it too. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَمَّا رَأَى الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الْأَحْزَابَ قَالُوا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَنَا اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِيمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا عَاهَدُوا اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرُ وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا لِيَجْزِيَ اللَّهُ الصَّادِقِينَ بِصِدْقِهِمْ وَيُعَذِّبَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ إِنْ شَاءَ أَوْ يَتُوبَ عَلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا وَرَدَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِغَيْظِهِمْ لَمْ يَنَالُوا خَيْرًا وَكَفَى اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ الْقِتَالِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ قَوِيًّا عَزِيزًا وَأَنزَلَ الَّذِينَ ظَاهَرُوهُمْ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ مِنْ صَيَاصِيهِمْ وَقَذَفَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الرُّعْبَ وَقَذَفَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الرُّعْبَ فَرِيقًا تَقْتُلُونَ وَتَأْسِرُونَ فَرِيقًا وَأَوْرَثَكُمْ أَرْضَهُمْ وَدِيَارَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ وَأَرْضًا لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته